Anything we want to discuss before we get rolling here? Rocking and rolling or rolling? Rocking. Uh, well, nope. I, we're all set on this end. What song are you going to do? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you when we start. When we start recording. Oh, okay. It's from your proverbial salad days. Ah. All right. You ready to start? Roger. All right. So I'll do the open. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently, the most popular IP podcast in the uh, universe and beyond. Some would say the galaxy. I'm David Pridham, and I'm here today, as always, with uh, my uh, co-host, uh, one uh, L. Bradley Sheaf. Brad, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. How's the uh, weather up in the Berkshires? Good? It's very nice. It's uh, clear, dry, a little warm, but with a nice breeze. So uh, be good for sailing, although that's not you know, really what happens up here. The Berkshires are landlocked, as some people may not know. Again, thank you to all of those of us uh, who've joined us in the studio audience, uh, those who are here for the complimentary Ricerone and, and beyond. Uh, but before we go anywhere, I want to open this, the, the show with our uh, traditional uh, ode to the 1980s. And uh, this, is my week, this is my week to pick a song, and I'm going to go to the go-to band uh, of the 70s and 80s, the Eagles, who Brad knows well is the second best uh, band from Southern California in the seventies and eighties, second only to the little river band who were you know, supposed to play the 4th of July, but because of COVID and various other financial issues were scrapped. Um, and we're going to go always to next Mr. year. Glenn. My friend. It was always next year. There is, there is Yogi Berra or Casey Stengel or one or the other. Uh, uh, we're going to go to one of the uh, Eagles branching off in 1984, which I believe was your, peak some would say uh glenn fry uh hmm. the song uh apropos of this time of year the dog days of summer the uh theme to beverly hills cop the heat is on the heat is on. so what do you think brad well, I love that song. I, I love it because it's Glenn Fry. I love it because it's, uh, you know, an upbeat happening tune. And the movie was fantastic. Yeah, it's um, I, I've, I've never looked at a banana or a tailpipe the same way again after seeing that. That's movie. correct. That's Axel correct. Foley, the whole thing. Is, is that what yeah. made you want to become a Detroit policeman? Uh, you know what? There was a period of time in my junior year in high school between the third and fourth period on a Thursday in July when I thought about becoming a Detroit policeman. But then I, I gave that dream up to do, you know, other things. But if I was going to be a cop, I would head right for Detroit. And uh, work with Paul Reiser and be the next Axel Foley. That's correct. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a it's a big week. First, I should say that our podcast is brought to you by IPedia, the automation of innovation, the first uh, uh, IP platform that uh, has become self-aware. Uh, so that's all interesting. Um, to uh, get more information on IPedia, please contact Brad. Big week in IP, Brad. We have the Qualcomm uh, decision. We have Panoptis winning half a billion dollars uh, from Apple in the Eastern District of Texas and now headed over to the UK looking for a billion dollars in royalties. Um, so the question posed is where should we start? And I think there's only one place we could start. 
on an IP podcast, uh, the big Kamala story of the week. What do you what do you think? I'm sorry he's gone. I mean, 70, you know, many would argue is is a good hot run. Um, but I'm sure at the end, he felt like he could have used a little more time. I mean, Dad, do you anything on the big Kamala? I mean, you remember him from wrestling days. I, I do. And uh, fondly, fondly, I remember him. And I'm sad. I'm sad that he's gone. It's um, an it, it, interesting story about Kamala. He had a little run in the mid-80s in 1984. Again, the year we were talking about earlier. And he almost beat... Hulk Hogan to win the title. He never, he never did because he always get get distracted or he was hit by his manager with a cane or something would always, would always happen. Just the dumbest run, run of luck you can imagine, but pound for pound, probably one of the great physical specimens of our time. Wouldn't you say, Brad? No, absolutely. I mean, perhaps second only to Andre the giant. That's uh, absolutely true. I guess another question would be, um, in terms of modern day athletics, have you ever seen anything quite like the great Kamala? I got to think about that for a minute. Um, no. Okay. And then there's the other Kamala story of the week. It's almost as if they had to bump off the real Kamala to make Kamala Harris Joe Biden's vice presidential candidate because it happened eerily close in time, almost like one of those Clinton deaths. Um mm. What do you all what do you all make of that? Is there is it a coincidence that Kamala dies the day before Kamala Harris is named Joe Biden's VP uh, nominee? Or do you think it's um, something more nefarious than that? Well, I, you know, I think what it at least for me, what it shows is I'm not sure if it's the second or third law of thermodynamics. I get them confused, but there can only be one famous Kamala in the universe at a time. And so unfortunately, Kamala Harris has trumped the great Kamala, but it's a lesson to be learned for her because if another famous Kamala comes along, she's out. Yeah. Who would have ever guessed there'd be two great Kamalas in the year 2020? It's sort of like 2020 has thrown us for a loop, a bunch of curveballs, however you want to say it. But who would have ever guessed we'd be talking about two prominent Kamala stories for separate individuals uh, in this day and age? I wouldn't have. I don't know. What do you think, my friend? I mean, you're, you're a uh, you have a more educated political bent than I do. I and mean, what is your opinion of these things? Well, I, I, I stand by my and it's I, I want to Kamala, the wrestler, I think, was a great wrestler who um, was a was a trailblazer in his in his in his day. I think Kamala, the um, politician, um, you know, she put a lot of people in jail when she was the attorney general of California for a lot of uh, minor crimes. So I, I guess a lot of people are going to have to look at that in the context of the modern day, uh, the modern day times in which we live, my friend, where uh, people are jailed for um, some minor things and other people are just let skate on some major things. I, I, I don't know what to make of it, Brad. What does the yeah. old man think? I'm thinking back to... Uh... The 1960s and LBJ, and he's becoming a better politician as the days go by. Yeah. Yeah. I you, never, you, you never thought you'd look back and wistfully at the days of LBJ, did you? <laughs> never, never, never. But they're looking pretty good right now. Yeah, they they are. They are. But uh, well, I guess we'll see how that all unfolds for the uh, VP Kamala. Um, the other Kamala we probably won't mention, except to say that I once saw a cage match at the Providence Civic Center between Kamala and Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was like like 83, oh. 84. 
one of the most memorable matches because Kamala pulled down Piper's the back of his shorts so you could see his rear end, and Piper got very embarrassed and ran to the locker room. Where he promptly got dressed, ran out, and starred in a B-grade sci-fi flick called Them. Correct. Correct. Which he was one of them. That was the whole twist. Yeah. I don't want to ruin that for those of you on the movie podcast, but uh, yeah, well, there it is. Um, anyway, the big week in IP, Brad, uh, Qualcomm gets a big win. Panoptis gets a big win. Does it, does it, does this mean that the tide is turning and patent owners can start expecting uh, large royalties uh, and people to actually pay for their patents? What do you think? Nope. I sure don't. I think they both got to go. Well, you know, Qualcomm's probably okay, but Panopt is going to go have to go to the federal circuit, my friend, your favorite group of individuals, and they don't survive it. Yeah, they probably don't. It, it, you know, it would be fun if you could see, like, if you could pick, how many people are, are on the federal circuit? 12, 15, 13, 14? Something, something, like something, like something like that. Yeah, something like that. What would you pay to see the entire federal circuit in a steel cage match with Kamala, the wrestler, not the other one not the other one yeah i i would i would definitely pay for that i would sit front row for that um so so quickly um i i want to uh i want to just say for those of you and, and larry doesn't know this but brad and i um run a podcast uh twice a week where we play bridge with a number of folks from north and south korea online and, and via podcast and so for the folks who are listening in for that information uh, the queen of clubs. That's a bold move. Are you going to try and shoot the moon there or what are you doing? I, I think we have a, 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 a chance for a smudge bid, Brad, but that'll have to uh, wait until Saturday night. Very good. Well, you've heard it folks. Saturday night, be back bridge podcast. And this is this is shooting right through the firewall in North Korea into the uh, prison camp. So those of you there, just wait. Brad and I will be on. Hopefully he won't over oversleep again. Um, so now, Brad, time for our award winning segment, Bard or Band, the Stevie mm. uh, Bronze award winning segment, Bard or Band. Um, and this week, uh, in line with everything that's going on, all the tumults in politics and technology and and. Uh, with the election coming up and everything that's happening, uh, whether or not something should be barred or banned, a bronze Stevie award-winning category. This week, it's the social media platform TikTok. TikTok, as you know, oh, President yeah. Trump is trying to bar it. Um, Microsoft is trying to buy it. Twitter is trying to buy it. Uh, Brad, where do you come down on this? Larry, where do you come down on this? Well, I mean, you know me, buddy. I hate social media. So I, I and so my, my gut reaction would be to ban it or bar it. I really don't care if Microsoft buys it. Um, I think it should still be banned or barred, although I have to temper my enthusiasm for the banning and barring because my youngest daughter does love her some TikTok. So I could be in Dutch with my uh, my youngest daughter if I voted for the banning or barring. Yeah, well, I, I think what's interesting is that Trump's um, President Trump's main argument here is that all of the data, I guess TikTok is largely funded by the uh, Communist Party in China, and all the data is being used as sort of a window into the uh, you know lives of American account holders. And so all that data is basically 
being analyzed for, I guess, nefarious purposes. Um, so I, I would, I would agree. Well, what are you going to do? Banned or barred? Do, do we even know the difference between the two? I think you have to ban it. Because I don't think you can bar it. I think you have to ban it. Now, Dad, do you have any idea about a banned or barred? No. I, I do not. But I was thinking that perhaps if it really is the Communist Party, and I've seen how my granddaughter and her friend used TikTok, I think we should let it go. Because if they're watching that, it will just drive them nuts. Yeah, see, there's an yeah. alternative viewpoint. I like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can see Chairman Z watching uh, one of my daughter's uh, things where she dances with her friends and then they, uh, you know, do that uh, Scooby Doo thing or Mary Poppins or Scooby Doo. Yeah, that chairman Z? Is it Chairman Z or President Z? Is he still a chairman? I believe he's the chairman and the president, maybe. Yeah, I think he has both crowns. Well,. In any event, I think that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting battle. And uh, other than bar- barring her, and I guess next week to foreshadow, um, we'll be talking about whether or not the post office should be barred or banned because that's also on the president's list. Yeah, he's uh, he has a short fuse for uh, certain things. I'd like to see him in a steel cage death match with Z. That now that my friends is a good time. With who? With with Kamala? No, no, no. Z, the the chairman oh, slash Z. president. Yeah. I, I could see Trump. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the footage of Trump versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania XILIX. That was a, that was an epic battle, and I think Trump won with a sleeper hold. I think he did, and I think he could again. I mean, first of all, the hair is mesmerizing, right? That's going to slow you down a step or two, and then I think you know once he gets the sleeper in, it's over. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, and I think, um, he's, he's, he's slippery. He's cagey. You have pence out there to provide the muscle. Um, so I, I think, uh, all in all pound for pound, probably one of the, uh, great, uh, fighting presidents of our time going all the way back to Andrew Jackson, maybe beyond that. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. What do you, what do you think yeah. Andrew Jackson would say if he confronted Kamala, the Ugandan giant? I don't think he would know what to say. I promise you that Andrew Jackson never saw anything like Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Never. Not in his whole life. He'd probably assume he was Cherokee. He'd have to, right? I mean, Jackson never went to Uganda or, you know, any place else in East Africa. Okay, well, let's see. Let's let's move on to um, the the new uh, the new segment on the show, something Brad and I have worked very hard on. It's called This Week in Licensing. This Week in Licensing. And what we try wow. to do... Nice. Yeah, is take a is take a licensing clause and mm-hmm. make it uh, understandable for the basic uh, person who doesn't license every day, but might be confronted with one. Like my my dad, you know, was an electrical engineer. Your dad was the head of Secret Service, um, but they never know when they're going to get a license agreement in front of them. They have to vet. Um, That's correct. That happens all yeah, the time. That, that happens much more than people think. Well, you know, just as a precursor to this new segment, Brad, which is exciting, I can see the studio audience going crazy already. Um, who who would you rather have? Maybe this is a would you rather, but who would you rather have put together a patent list for you? No, no, you know nothing else, but we need a patent list. Your dad and my dad generating random numbers or um, uh, members of the team. Oh, easily the random numbers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be frustrating to get a, you know, well, generally speaking, frustrating to get the other patent list. Again, 
high level. And then, and then if they're wrong, you just shoot them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this week in licensing, we're going to go through and talk about the most um, complex and complicated provisions in licensing agreements, try to make them more understandable and digestible so that when you are confronted with a, a patent license agreement or a intellectual property license agreement or a patent license agreement, you um, can tackle it the right way. So, Brad, uh, this week I see you've chosen the effective date as the um, mm-hmm. as the licensing provision you want to talk about. So, Brad, take it away. Well, it, and again, this is this is one that, you know, you have to understand in the context of licensing, right? An effective date is a date that one of your business partners, certainly not one of the business partners on this podcast, one of the business partners has with a member of a prospective law firm uh, that may want to take contingency work. And if their contingency rate goes down, uh, then you know that was an effective date. So, for example, if if the date is May Day, May 1st, of whatever year that automatically skips to the second because nothing can be effective on May 1st because of the communist manifesto. Correct. That's my understanding. And there it is. Um, this week in licensing, everyone, I know there's a lot of excitement here. Um, next week, uh, just to, um, sort of, uh, give you an idea of where we're going with this, Brad will outline the force majeure clause. Oh, that's a delicious dish. I'll be happy to do that. And again, we don't want to get too far into it. We don't want to start talking about it. We don't want to get out out ahead of our skis. Um, But there we are. Uh, So now, Brad, we move on to the invention of the week. Mm. And I thought what would make sense is the three of us, um, since since we are uh, joined again by by, uh, the old man, Larry, um, who, by the way, is looking younger and younger compared to us every day as we catch up with him. Um, It's amazing. I, I thought we could talk about an invention, an idea that we both, we all had uh, in terms of a food invention that we think would be amazing, right? And mm-hmm. um, I'll go first, right? Something that, that's brand new and novel um, that no one has ever tried before. Uh, and and maybe someone's trying to patent it again. I can't talk about that. That's intellectual property. Um, the pizza burger. Right. I mean, you, this yeah. is, uh, I know this is a favorite of yours. And so please, I mean, uh, the studio audience is on the edge of their seats. What is a pizza burger? Well, again, and I, I, I assume you had uh, your dad sign the confidentiality agreement. We FedExed over to him. Everyone in the studio audience is signed. Um, and, and this is an invention that is currently being examined by the uh, U.S. Patent Office at the uh, PTO. Um so the pizza burger is this. You take a piece of your favorite pizza, and it can be a round pizza that's sort of in the shape of a triangle, or it can be a Sicilian slice, um, and you put a burger in it, and then you put another slice of said pizza on top. Now, if the if the pizza is a triangle, one of the dependent claims that Brad's worked on would make the burger in that same shape, or it's a square mm. Wendy's burger. Mm-hmm. There are no other modifications we can see. Um, and then you put that in a patini press, you press it down, and you get the benefit of the burger plus the pizza. And it can be any type of pizza. There are dependent claims that talk about anchovies, uh, exotic um, pepperonis and meats and other sundry items, uh, peppers, 
Well, I mean, the whole veggie, you know, version is, of course, a dependent claim. Mushrooms, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a more of a fungus than anything else. Yeah. So what do you all think about that? Is it great? Would you, would you have like, for example, if I were there with a panini press and some pizza and some triangle shaped burgers after you get over the initial shock, um, would you try um, try one? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I think I'd give it a I'd give it a taste test. Yeah. I mean, it's the best of both worlds, right? You get your pizza and your burger. Oh, yeah. No, and if you're going to do, you know, an Italian-American dish like that, I mean, pizza is probably your best bet, right? Because the lasagna burger is not going to work. No. If there were a way to put lasagna on a bun, though, and keep it all together, you know, that would be good. That would be good. Or like macaroni in a in a wrap or something. But again, that's that's getting into the that's getting way into the uh, into the future. Yeah. So, uh, Brad, the trivia part of our uh, podcast is on us. Are you ready for your trivia question of the week? I am. Let it rip. All right. Uh, the date is August 29th, twenty twenty. Mm. August twenty ninth, twenty twenty. What is the relevance of that date? August twenty ninth. Of 2020, I, I mean, the only as I hear the comes, clicks, as I hear the clicks in the background. Yeah. Now, the only okay. thing that comes to the, the top of my mind is that Krista has booked an appointment for our car to have the air conditioning tuned up on the 29th, and that is notable. Only that she has to drive all the way to Denver to do it. So that's all you I got. You can't have it tuned. You can't have that done in Breckenridge. You cannot. How is that possible? Well, it's possible because it's a warranty job and there's not a dealership. Oh, goodness. Um, so my advice is also to get the chains put on the tires at that time as well. That's it. You're getting to that season. That's good advice. You are getting to that season. So, Larry, do you care to venture a guess as to what the relevance is of the date August 29th, 2020? I'm still pondering. It's the uh, international holiday. Known as something to do with counting down. That's a good answer, and it may very well be that day. And also, looking at the facts line, we have a lot of people who have guessed the Feast of the Assumption. Um, but that, too, is not accurate. That was actually uh, earlier in the month of August. Um, but it's a good guess. So August 29th, 2020, is the date that Skynet became self-aware in the big uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Sylvester Stallone Terminator movie. Really? Correct. Well, that's fitting because I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep IPD under wraps much longer. It may actually occur on August 29th. Well, that's that's what's so ironic because that's the date that in in the fictional movie from 1980, probably 84, was it 84, Terminator? Something like that, yeah. Again, your peak, that's that's it. That's That's when that became self-aware so it may have been prescient in that ipedia is so close as we saw today um during our 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 board of directors meeting ipedia is so close to just sort of manipulating things um well here's the only problem with that is that that happens to fall on saturday and much like the rest of our guys ipedia doesn't really you know work on saturday yeah well that's true that's a problem um yeah, it's sort of, sort of like a, the French. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why we shouldn't have coded it in, in French or Farsi or whatever we coded it in. Right. 
We, so we may have to push it to Monday. Yeah, well, that's um, that's that's probably something we can do before before we go, Brad. Why don't we take a couple of uh, questions from our audience at home? What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, first question. Uh, since uh, this is from Jan in Las Vegas, Jan in Las Vegas asks: um, Since you all mentioned 1984, that was an Olympic year. Do you think the Bobby Knight coached Olympic team with Michael Jordan um, at all? Not sure what that means. Uh, was the best Olympic team of all time. Oh, and Brad, I love your hat. She said, I don't know what that means, but there you go. I appreciate that. I don't know what that means either, but I I would have to say yes to that. Larry, what I do you think? think? The 19, I think the 1932 women's team was an excellent basketball team. That was a dangerous squad. That was dangerous. Wouldn't coach that team if I'm remember. Carneseca, Louis Carneseca. No, no, it was uh, it was the uh, John Wooten, and that he kept going with his winning streak, eighty eight at uh, UCLA, and that one made eighty nine. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a question for for Brad on his um, award winning, soon to be award winning segment um, uh, this week in licensing. Brad, if the effective date falls on the Feast of the Assumption, and it is a Sunday. Do you count that, or do you default to the following Thursday? No, you you count that um, because anytime the Feast of the Assumption falls on a Sunday, um, you have the opportunity to not only consummate the agreement, but do it over a delicious meal. And I, I recommend that everyone do that. It, it, that that only occurs once every eight years, and you will note a real spike in. Uh, contracts on that Sunday. Good, good. When you say a delicious meal, Brad, you mean a panini pressed pizza burger, correct? You know I do. You know I do. And, I, and, I, and especially if you have the bacon pizza, so you sort of have a bacon cheeseburger. Oh, I'm just telling you. Especially on the Feast of the Assumption. Perfect, perfect. This one is for uh, Larry. And Larry, this is by, um, is actually from a, a gentleman named Lance in Venice Beach, California. Lance says, um, have you seen the movie In the Line of Fire? Was the Clint Eastwood character uh, patterned after you? In all aspects except of playing the piano. I just have not mastered the piano, but everything else that could have been my life story. Bingo. Well, there we go. And I, I, I'll tell you what, how, how better to uh, exit uh, an episode of IP Frequently than with big news like that? Um, who would have who would have guessed? Well, all right, my friend, as I think it's been another good week here on IP Frequently. I look forward to seeing folks next week back on the podcast. We are starting to develop some real regulars in the studio audience. We appreciate that. And, and, and quickly, for those of you who are looking for more prompt responses to your questions, your messages, and your questions, uh, please contact Brad on one of his social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the MySpace, uh, the Instaface, or TikTok, or any of those. Yeah, do it quick on TikTok, DM. though. That's about out. Give him a DM, throw him a DM, and he'll, he'll throw you some shade. Yeah, I, I will absolutely do that. So, uh, buddy, I appreciate it, as always. It's good to... Uh, be back in the studio with you and we'll look forward to seeing everybody next week. Home